swung up, launched the left field deep. Van going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And a miraculous comeback by the A's in the ninth is capped by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won the game. And the final is five to four. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. That's right, it's time for the A's Clubhouse Show. After the A's take down the San Francisco Giants 6-2, the number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Ken, a much better day for the green and gold. Really a good day, Chris. And After a long night last night and everybody arriving home in the early morning hours after the game, it's so important, Chris, as you know, to set the tone early when you have these day games after night games. And the A's are kind of used to it because they play a lot of day games at the Coliseum. And they did it on Thursday with the three runs against uh, the Rangers in the first after a night game on Wednesday. But a big first inning for the A's, Chris, and it, it just set the tone for the game. And obviously Cole Irvin took it from there, and he was outstanding. It is truly amazing when you look at, like, basic numbers – when the A's score first, they're 35-12. and 12. That's a real basic number. But it there's is. something about this sport. Whoever scores first usually wins. It means you have more runs than the other team early in the game, right? Well, and if you have more runs than the other team at the end of the game, Ken, they give you something called a win. Nine times out of ten. But, yeah, and it was Faith Elvis batting second. And he's, he's had a great run for the last six or seven weeks, but nobody, I think, would embody uh, energy and the importance of playing that way uh, after a tough loss in a late night than Elvis. And he got the is going with that base hit uh, with one out in the first. And then he was at the, you know, the lead end of the double steal. And then Matt Chapman would do this. And the 2-2 pitch on the way. Infield is back, and Chapman hits a line drive into right center for a base hit. That'll score two runs. Elvis has scored. Olsen behind him scores from second. Three straight singles for the A's. And this one a line drive to right center by Chapman. And it's 2-0 A's in the first. And he has the longest hitting streak in baseball right now, Ken. He's doing a great job, Chris. And you, you add the defense, which... He never loses even when he's struggling and he's taking his walks. So, you know, all things considered, and the numbers are way lower than he'd like. He has 41 RBIs, Chris, after 80 games. That's not too bad, really. Yeah, I mean, he's not necessarily on a pace for 100, but if he gets hot, he can definitely get there. And Sundays traditionally are a day for the backup catcher, and the A's backup catcher got it done today offensively. And the 3-2 delivery to Aramis is swung on line to right down the line for a base hit. Here's Pinter to third. Up at the ball, Yastrzemski going to try to score him. The throw to the plate going to be close to slide. Safe at the plate. And Kemp winds up at third. Garcia burns his former club with a line drive down the right field line. And here in the sixth inning, the A's take a 3-0 lead. And then Cole Irvin helped himself out with a little sack bunt. Now here's the 1-0 pitch. He's around to bunt and drops it toward first. Might be a play at the plate. The flip by Ruff. The dive and safe at the plate is Kemp. Going to second, Garcia. Safety squeeze works. And a great effort diving into home plate by Tony Kemp. And he got pretty far down the line. And just a hesitation there just to make sure that the ball was down. The bunt was down. It wasn't the full-out suicide squeeze. The first baseman rough, the flip to the plate, and Tony Kemp did a great job, 4-0 A's. Ken, Cole does a great job handling the bat. 
you can see why even because these interleague games are important, right? You're going to play 10 in the NL Park. So if you have a pitcher who can handle the bat, and he does it great. He's by far the best hitter on the club. And you can do something like that with him, and that was a, you know, another huge play in this game. And then Elvis with the sack fly, the A's would put up three in the sixth inning. And I'm kind of getting bullish on this because, you know, all the national guys are, are trying to link Trevor's story to the A's. And, and it's like, is anybody watching? Elvis is really playing good baseball. He's hitting. He's playing terrific defense. I'm not so sure shortstop is the problem. It's not. And I think a lot of the people just look at the numbers and just see them and, and look at that context. And it's not the context that would give you the picture of what he's been doing for the last six or seven months. After 31 games, he was batting 143. And so the average is still going to be around 230 or 227 or 228. But it, that really doesn't tell the story of how impactful he's been on this club. And in the clubhouse, he's almost as impactful as he's been on the field. Yeah, you know, as Mickey Morbido was telling me, because, you know, we haven't been able to be in the clubhouse. Mickey was telling me how well, just what a wonderful guy he is and how he has gelled so well with this club. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things, like, if, if you're going to move somebody, you better make sure it's the right decision because this club is really tight. It is, and he has a winning pedigree, Chris, and he's twice the player that he was last year. I really thought he might have been done last year. I know you and I have talked about that, but with the back, he just he had lost his mobility. He had lost his athleticism, and different player now. He looks a whole lot more like the Elvis that has made the All-Star team in the past in the American League. So, You know, one thing, too, just to, parenthetically, we've been down in the field uh, the last three days here, Chris. What a difference that makes for us. What's it like? Well, just you, you, you get information that you haven't been able to get. I mean, that's, I yeah. think, the biggest thing. And, you know, spending time in the dugout with Scott Emerson today and obviously doing the Bull Mel show in person has made a big difference. So it's kind of part of doing our jobs. And um, it's also heartening to talk to people around the game and people who have been in the game for a long time, players and coaches, who say, you know, we kind of missed having the media, having people down in the field, because we're all kind of part of this thing. And I think people who have been around the game a long time don't, like, separate themselves from the other people who have been part of the game for a long time. Yeah, I, I know they're saying that now. We'll see in a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be sick and tired of us then, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are different. You travel with them. You're on the plane. It's the regular beat writers and the people hanging around the clubhouse. They may say they miss it. We'll see. Uh, yeah, and it looks like we're going to be back on the field doing Ace Cast Live on uh, July 2nd. Oh, that's fabulous. On Friday. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that, I'm, I'm, and, I'm and, thrilled. And that is so appropriate, Chris, because that's the fireworks night. There should be a big crowd out there for that game with the Red Sox. So on field, you're going down there. That'll be great. Yeah, this is the first time I haven't gone to an A's-Giants game uh, since interleague started. But you know the way that booth is. And to accommodate us, it's just not (laughs) possible. Yeah, it's not possible. I mean, so it it kind of sucked not being able to go and see the fans and enjoy the excitement of seeing baseball in the Bay Area, these two great franchises, two of the great franchises in the history of the sport. But uh, looks like this week we're going to get back to normal, so that will be great. You enjoy the day off, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Play well tomorrow. Yeah. I want to report.
<laughs> Come on now, I need a report. Over right, under on what? 83, 84 or actually, better than that? Actually, to be honest with you, I'm getting my first colonoscopy. colonoscopy can't even oh, say. Oh, you're it. not playing tomorrow. No. So <laughs> okay. I'm actually uh I'm actually I'm actually having a I'm getting checked up. It's the only time we have a day off, so colonoscopy is what I'm having tomorrow, Ken. So it's not there oh. won't be any teeing it up at all. Well, you'll be okay after it's over. It's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> you lose a little weight. <laughs> yes, you do. All right, man. Take Talk care. To you later. The All great right. Ken Korak. The number is 833-625-2278. Coming up next, simple simple numbers. We have this thing that we use for A's Cast Live called the playbook. And it's what we Commander Cody, my producer, puts it together every day. And it's what we're going to talk about on A's Cast Live. But we have some numbers that we look at, and they're just real simple numbers. But these simple numbers lead to wins. I'll explain next. And your phone calls right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official health care partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Here it is, and swung on it, miss, throws it by him. A fastball 95, and the A's have won it. And a good win for the A's to finish off a long and tough trip as the A's salvaged one game of this three-game series against the Giants. After 80 games this year, the A's are 14 games over 500. Our final score, the A's six and the Giants two. This is A's Clubhouse. So I did something today to kind of prove a point. And, you know, this was a game that you look at and you go, okay, kind of a standard game, six to two. Went a little long in the end, but it still comes out to be two hours and 57 minutes. So Tony Kemp is at the plate. And this was the sixth inning. And if you remember, Chad Pender gets hit by a pitch. Tony Kemp, there's a 2-0 count on Tony Kemp. And our old friend Andrew Bailey comes strolling out, the Giants pitching coach. Now, why do we, I, I, I to this date, I, I, I don't know why we even do that. There's never been a pitching coach, what, what do you, throw strikes? You're going to come out there to tell me throw strikes? If I have something mechanical going on, I'm not fixing it because you go out and tell me something. That's, that's stuff that's got to be worked out in the bullpen. And a lot of times worked out while doing work on flat ground. I mean, when you're out, when you when you're in the heat of the moment, the bottom line is you got to go with what's working. 
And if something's not working, you don't use it. It's that simple. So then he goes back to the dugout, two more pitches, and then they take long out. So what I did is I rewinded it, and I went to that 2-0 pitch. So long throws it, it's a ball, it's 2-0, and I hit my stopwatch. From the time that Andrew Bailey came out, Gabe Kapler then came out, they make the pitching change, they go to commercial, they come back, they show the reliever throwing pitches, and then when the reliever throws the first pitch and it hits the glove, I hit stop on my stopwatch. All of that, that just one small part of the game took five minutes and 11 seconds. Now, I know a lot of you would say, that's just five minutes. Five minutes is a long time, if you think about it. Like, if I just said, for the next five minutes and 11 seconds, no one's going to talk, just dead air, it would seem like an hour. It really would. Five minutes is a long time. Like, you can't hold your breath underwater for five minutes. There's a lot of things you can't do in five minutes. And I'm just like, wow, do we really need to have these old guys in, in uniform? Why does the manager have to go get the ball? Why can't from the dugout, I mean, when you take a player out in the NBA or in the NFL, does the, does the head coach got to go out to the middle of the floor or the middle of the field? Couldn't you just take a guy out, look down, say, hey, give me the, the right-hander, and then the right-hander comes in? <laughs> we, we, come on. There's some things that are still archaic that I, I, I'm having a hard time getting over. Like, there's just certain things that, that, that we don't need. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. Gene, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, Tony. Like I've been saying all along, Lou Trevino is the real deal. You know what? If there's anybody <laughs> who should be his agent and represent him, it's you, Gene. I mean, you are the leader of the Lou Trevino fan club, no question. A <laughs> little bit tongue-in-cheek. But anyways, so anyways, hats off to uh, to Cole Irvin and the Detroit Tigers. So Irvin, he's got to be the bargain of the year, if not one of the great bargains we, we've ever gotten in baseball. This guy, we got him for basically nothing, right? Probably paying him next to nothing. Correct. And he's uh, he's a solid starter for us right now, as I think anybody is. And, uh, and of course, the Detroit Tigers, if we're splitting with, uh, with Houston, and uh, and they should have actually won three out of four. So I mean, I thought I thought Houston was going to steamroll them the way they were steamrolling everybody else. And uh, you know, unfortunately, they 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 kept us to uh, you know because of Detroit, we're uh, we're still just two games out and uh, three games in the loss column. But uh, you know, I was really sweating this last uh, week and a half. I I had a feeling we were going to lose a little ground with Houston, but uh, I'm thinking by All Star time. I mean, if we're no more than three or four games behind, I'm perfectly happy because, uh, you know, uh, we've had a little rough stretch here, but I think we'll get, we're going to get back on our feet. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Houston maybe start, is going to start playing some real teams pretty soon because they got Baltimore coming up. But They know. got Baltimore, but here's the problem. Houston yeah. has the second easiest schedule going forward. The A's mm. have the fourth hardest. So mm. – I mean, you got to play who's on the schedule. Yeah. I mean, I hate playing the schedule game, but, it, but can I give you some townie lytics? Not analytics, townie lytics. Yeah. You ready for Absolutely. 
Yep. If an A starting pitcher goes eight innings, the team is four and zero. Oh. If the yeah. A starting pitcher goes seven innings, they're twelve and one. Yeah. The longer your yeah. starter goes, the better chance. I mean, I I want to see Cole Irvin close that thing out. Yeah. I mean, I'm tired. There, there's you know, yeah. I the, the whole bull. I mean, look at the Giants. Your your your, yeah. your starter goes five, and then you throw in yeah. a bunch of relievers who go one inning. I'm I'm so tired yeah. of that style of baseball. It's just so refreshing well, to see a guy get up there, pump the yeah. strike zone, give you eight innings, strike out eight, only walk two. That was a great effort by Cole. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I think that also speaks to our problem. Uh, you know, this business about getting Trevor's story. I wish I wish that would go away too. Like Kevin, like Ken Korak said, that's not our problem. Our problem is relief pitching. The reason we're behind Houston now is because the relief core has been giving up all these uh, games after, you know, really solid and in some cases exceptional starts. So uh, we, we really need need some serious help in the bullpen, and I and I hope it's coming soon. Maybe the day off will help, uh, you know, hoping, still hoping for Rosenthal maybe by the end of like next month or August. But, uh, you know, I, I have a, I'm hoping that's, that's where our, our focus is and we're going to get some, some arms in here pretty soon. We need them desperately, I think. Yeah, good call. Thanks, Gene. Let's go to Matt. Matt, you are on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, Tony. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say uh, you're doing the right thing going in for that uh, colonoscopy. I, I had my second colonoscopy just back in uh, May. I had uh, five polyps but they weren't uh, cancerous but the the doctor said uh, that i probably might do well to get another colonoscopy in about three to five years so i just wanted to let you know that you're doing the right thing well i, uh, I i'm tomorrow. unfortunately i'm at i'm unfortunately at that age <laughs> uh-huh. say tony i just wanted to uh ask you one thing oh uh, before i ask i wanted to say uh uh, couldn't have swept, and I loved that uh, uh, that safety squeeze by Cole Irvin. There, that was uh, great. Uh, uh, I really had a lot of fun watching it. Bay Bridge series as a whole. The A's could have done it. But anyway, here's my question to you: About uh, 35, 36 years ago, uh, the Giants talked to the A's and asked. Because they hated playing at Candlestick, they uh, uh, asked the A's if uh, if they could share the Coliseum with them. And, of course, the A's uh, told them, no, let me just throw this at you. Had the A's uh, said yes, uh, could the Coliseum have uh, uh, done uh, 162 home games uh, as, as, as long as they had a good uh, grounds crew and such? I'm not following you. What? What? What's the question? Uh, the question was uh, uh, the the Giants hated uh, playing at Candlestick, and they yeah. asked the uh, A's if they could uh, play at the uh, Coliseum, and the and the A's told them no, they couldn't uh, play there. And so my question is, uh, if if the A's had agreed and said yes to the Giants, uh, uh, could the Coliseum has had uh, 162 uh, home games uh, played there, pro- provided they had a, a great grounds crew and all. What 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 year was that? Uh, I think it was uh, 1985. 
Oh, yeah, that's a long time ago. Um, I, I was in junior high. Well, the Raiders were in Los Angeles at the time. Because that's what I was thinking. When was this? I don't remember this, and I've been doing this a long time, and my whole career has been in the Bay Area. Uh, I, 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 that, that, that's a question for Clay Wood, and Clay Wood is best in the business as so many teams have come in here, and thank you for the phone call. So many teams have come in here, and they have talked about how the surface at the Coliseum is probably the best in baseball. And and infielders absolutely love it, and but could there be 162 games? I don't see why not. But then again, I'm not I'm I'm not that uh, I have trouble with my own lawn, so I, I don't think I can really comment on uh, grass and would it be durable enough. Now, if you had turf, obviously, but uh, I don't know. You know, there was, I mean, there's been threats of the A's going over and playing at, what was then, what was that, AT&T Park, now Oracle Park? What it's been, Pac Bell Park, SPC Global, AT&T, now Oracle, right? Does it have four different names? But, uh, yeah, having two teams in the same ballpark, I, I, I don't know if the, uh, if the grass could take it. We know how bad of what football was. Football just killed all of center field. It was awful. All right, your phone call's coming up next after the A's take down the Giants 6-2. to two. The number is 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. If the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that the easiest way for germs to get into your body is the nose. We all know how to wash our hands, but how do you clean your nose? For over 2 million Americans, the answer is Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs that cause congestion, colds, and flu so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Better yet, Navage is all natural and drug-free. That's why one of America's top respiratory hospitals recommends nasal irrigation to stay healthy, explaining that bacteria and viruses thrive in warm and moist environments and that you can wash away those germs so they don't make your nose their home. Experience Navage at zero risk. Go to Navage.com, buy Navage, and use it for a month. If you're not delighted, return it for a full refund. There's nothing to lose and a lifetime of better breathing to gain. Also available at Target, Walgreens, CVS, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Progressive wants your pets to be their best selves, so we cover them in our auto policy, and we created this self-empowerment series just for them. The smell of bacon fills the air as you chase a tennis ball across a grassy field. You notice a fire hydrant and approach to mark your territory. Your aim is impeccable. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. A's fans, New Era Cap is proud to be the official cap of your Oakland Athletics. Next time you visit the Coliseum, be sure to drop by the New Era Cap stand to pick up your A's New Era Authentic Collection Cap. Remember, you can always visit us at neweracap.com to shop our latest selection, including our limited edition and exclusive drops. New Era Cap, the official on-field cap of Major League Baseball. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. It's a beautiful Sunday here in the Bay Area and the Athletics with the win 6-2. I'm sure it's beautiful down in slow, Greg. How are you? Tony, what's cracking, brother? You know it is. It's uh, 
About 83, you know, about 20 minutes north up in the Tascadero Pass Rolls, it's about 105. So Ooh. it's uh, it's 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 cooking a little bit. But San Luis, you know, when it's that hot, everyone kind of comes over the quest of grade and uh, enjoys the great slow weather. So, no, it's it's great, brother. How you doing? Uh, after an A's win and Cole Irvin goes eight innings and I don't have to see a bazillion relievers, I, I, I feel good. No, it's great to finally see you're coming around with these starters going an extra inning. You know, I, I, you know, maybe having them go seven, seven or eight innings like you were hey, talking I'm about. I'm always that down for that. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just telling you. It, it's it's the guys in the front office who are not. I I don't know. Like, and I've had this conversation with David Forrest because there was it was two years ago because because last year you got to throw everything out the window, but it was like two years ago. They were like 20-something and one when a starter went at least eight innings. And I've said this to David. I go, David, this is not any special sabermetrics. This is not any special analytics. It's just when your starters go longer and you use less relievers, you win more games. But they'll fire back at you and go, okay, you look at the start, you know, first time through the lineup, second time through the lineup, and third time through the lineup – just about majority of starters, the batting average keeps going up against them, and that's that's what they'll use against you. I'd love to be a fly on the wall, you know, off air to ha- to hear you and you and Bob talk. I'm sure you guys have chopped up a little <laughs> bit about that, also. Well, hey, gosh, what hey, I love, I would kill to sit there in that conversation. Let me tell you, I can just tell you this: off air, Bob is a big fan of starters going as long as they can, because you got to remember what <laughs> you got to remember what Bob grew up with. As a player, oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. I mean, he ta- no he tell he tells the story of catching Jack Morris, and Jack gave up a couple runs, whatever, and then Jack Morris then pitched the rest of the game, a complete game. Like if you you give up runs early, there's pretty much no way you're going a complete game in modern day baseball. But it was okay to give up some runs as a starter back in the day, and that's what Bob Melvin grew up with. Well, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Jack Morris go ten innings in a World Series game? I mean, <laughs> with the Twins. Yeah. I mean, I, I I I could be wrong, but I know. No, no, I, I think he got. Did he go eleven? I think he might have gone eleven. That was a famous Game Seven against yeah. John Smoltz. He might have gone eleven. I mean, gosh, can you picture that today? A manager would get fired oh. like five minutes after the game if that happened. Hold on, 1991 World Series, Game 7. I mean, this is one of the most famous games in the history of baseball. And Jack It was an Morris, awesome game. It was, it was like a 2-1 to one game or it something. One it nothing. was a great game. It was a 1-0 one one game. Oh Jack Morris won every game he pitched in the postseason that year. He went 10 innings. 10 innings, 7 hits, <laughs> 0 runs, 8 strikeouts, 2 walks. I mean, I remember having Raleigh Fingers on because if you've ever read The Last Dynasty, the book, when they're talking about the A's coming from Kansas City to to Oakland, back in Kansas City, Raleigh Fingers, trying to make the ball club, threw a complete game in spring training. <laughs> a complete game in spring oh training. Can you, I mean, can you even imagine that happening in, in, in today's baseball? Oh, it'd be it'd... – <laughs> Somebody's head would roll if that happened today, oh, no doubt. Pitching coach would be fired. I mean, it's it's I don't know. I mean, you know, you know, it's a lot of lip service. We we try and raise pitchers and telling them to go as deep as they can in games, and we tell them that, but we don't really allow them to do that. <laughs> 
it it's just it's not right. Well, I know you've brought up Kevin Cash and the, and the Tampa Bay situation and how they kind of do things, but there isn't a human being that knows baseball with two eyeballs and a heartbeat that liked the decision of him taking out Blake Snell in the World Series last year against the Dodgers. I mean, there's nobody. I mean, Blake Snell even spoke out, and I, I, in my opinion, I think that has something to do with him being traded besides you know his contract and the money situation and whatnot. But Blake Snell should not have been taken out of that game in the World Series last year, and you know the Dodgers went on and won that game. So, like you said, I don't know. It's 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 a new age, and it's it's a, it's a new way to kind of do things. And uh, what are you going to do? Well, hey, um, and, and 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 one thing that bothers me, like with Jacob Degrom, you you have people like my producer going, see why wins don't matter because Jacob Degrom he threw six perfect innings and then he's out of the game and he doesn't get any runs. I'm like. If you're Jacob DeGrom and you got the hardware he has, I'd be looking at my manager going, uh, you're not taking me out. I'm no. Jacob DeGrom. Exactly. I'm going back out there, you know, because now you're relying on either three innings or four innings for relievers to take care of your game. If I'm Jacob DeGrom, I look at my manager and go, like hell you're taking me out. I'm going. I'm go- either I'm going the distance, or I'm at least getting this thing to the eighth inning, and I'm controlling my own destiny. You know, I I, not, I, I, these, I I wish these pitchers would fight more. It's like it's like so easy to take the ask Ray Fossey about Gaylord Perry. Gaylord Perry would tell the manager, the guy down there warming up isn't as good as me. I'm not coming out. Well, I mean, is there a reliever on the Mets that you'd rather have in the game than Jacob DeGrom? I mean, come on, nope. the guy's got the best stuff in baseball. I mean, that's like, like to your point. I mean, fight for it. You know, you got to – I'm sure there's a lot of conversations between guys like De- DeGrom and the manager and probably Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett's a bulldog. I can see him being a guy that might take Bob to the side and be like, you know what, let me go away today. Or, you know, I'm, I, I got it going really good. I can see Bassett kind of being that guy because – you know, I, I just I just love Chris Bassett. I think he is just a bona fide number one and has the makeup for a number one, and it's 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 awesome to to, have, to, to be on the you know a fan of you know, the Oakland A's and have Chris Bassett as our main guy. He's 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 a bulldog. So, question I got for you, Tony, is number one uh, update on Mark Canna. Um, if, if, if have you heard anything? No. And um, number two, n- nothing. I know no. I know they they say they're gonna it's gonna be the full ten days, but I, I don't know if. You know, is he running the bases or, you know, and I'm sure he's not taking hacks, but um, second part would be uh, wh- what's up with Sky Bolt playing center field? I mean, are they, are they trying to rest Ramon? Because Sky Bolt, I mean, that ball in the night, that ball should have been caught, number one. And number two, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out why Sky Bolt is even in the major leagues. I mean, what, I mean, the guy just, I, it's, it's confusing to me. Ramon Laureano is an unbelievable center fielder. You know, they almost collided in the first inning. What, what, like what's going on with, with Ramon playing right? And, and that's, that's, the, that's the problem when you have two center fielders on defense. I mean, center fielders, they go and get the ball, and everybody get out of their way. <laughs> and when you have two of them together, it's like uh, it's not a great mix. And I don't know. I mean – you know, like I've said, with, with with StatCast, and they're able to track how much everybody's running, and maybe with the uh, dugout being, and I'm just making this up, but uh, the dugout being on the first base side, you put Ramon out and right, it, and that's less running back and forth. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Skybolt, I, 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 I like how the A's tell everybody in their minor league system, if you play well, you're going to get a shot. 
And that and that's something that's that carrot that they dangle to everybody in their organization. You play well, you're going to get an opportunity. But you know, Sky Bolt's hitting 135 with a 378 OPS. I mean, it you know it is what it is. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, who 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 does Vince have? Robert. Oh, he's got Garcia. Garcia had a good day today. Here is Vince Catronio. A great Sunday for the Athletics as they beat the Giants 6-2. Aramis Garcia behind the plate for Cole Irvin's eight strong innings and also two hits and a couple of RBIs for the A's. Let's first talk about what works so well for Cole. You've been with him in the past. You've seen him pitch effectively. This was a game the A's really wanted to get, and he seemed ready for the challenge. Yeah, Cole, Cole did a great job today. Um, he did what he does best. He just threw a lot of strikes, um, stayed out in front with the sinker, had good action on his stuff, and I thought he spun the ball better than he has all year today. We And, uh, yeah, he did a great job. Seemed like he had command of both sides of the plate, did he? He did, he did. Um, he had command on both sides of the plate, and, you know, he was keeping them off balance with his off-speed pitches, and I thought he did a great job. Aramis, the A's needed some energy at the beginning today after four hours and five minutes and a tough loss on Saturday night. How big was that first inning for the ball club? Oh, it was big. It was big. I mean, that's that's what these that's what this team does. You know, uh, we'll have we'll have a couple of tough games or whatever it may be, but it just never seems like anybody ever gets down. You know, we know what this team is capable of, and uh, we came out swinging today. How interesting was the sixth inning? A couple hit batters. You know, you get a big RBI. There's a safety suicide squeeze by Cole Irvin. It seemed like the A's did a little bit of small ball there. Take me through your situation. You're up with two men on. And at first you show bunt, and then it ends up you get the base at the right field. Right. Um, yeah, I just have to stay with Cots there. Um, just trying to get a bunt down. Didn't get it. Uh, didn't get a good pitch to do it on those first two pitches. Um, put a good swing on a fastball, and then try to get another bunt down. Couldn't get it done. And yeah, I just tried to stay within myself. I was really confident that I bet too. You know, I was seeing the ball really well and uh, kept things simple, and I was able to get the job done. I think you mentioned once one thing there in that response that. In your situation where you're not playing every day, it's maybe several days before you're out there keeping it simple. How do you go about doing that at the plate? Just not getting too caught up in mechanics and things like that. Just trying to really just see the ball. You know, I'm putting in a lot of work on the side, um, staying ready with the pitchers when they throw and things like that, catching a lot of bullpens, getting my work in with our hitting coaches and just staying ready for when my name is called. You were aggressive the next time up and a chance to add on, which is so important for a club that's trying to put away a team that's got the most wins in baseball. Why aggressive in that 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 at bat that time up in the seventh inning? I just went up with an approach. Um, you know, I he threw a lot of sliders to the guys that hit before me, and I just went up there looking for one, and I got one. I was able to put a good swing on it. And then finally, the A's have an off day tomorrow. You'll play on Tuesday, opening up a series against the Rangers. That'll be game 81. It's the halfway point of the season. What are your thoughts about the kind of club that the A's are at this point? I think this club is doing a great job. You know, especially uh, I think that first week of the season. When things weren't going our way, we didn't, we weren't, you know, playing well, whatever it was, this team just stuck together, you know, and I've never, I've never enjoyed playing with a group and hanging out with them outside of the field as much as I do with this club. So I think this club is doing a great job and uh, yeah, let's get it going. Well done, Aramis. Thank you for the visit. Thank you. Aramis Garcia joining us. Tony as the A's win it by the final of 6-2. Now back to you. Yeah, that's something if you remember back in the day, this is how it always went. You had your starting catcher, if healthy, would play Monday through Saturday, and then your backup catcher would be on Sunday. And you only get so many opportunities, 
Get in there and, and let her rip. <laughs> he had a couple hits today, a couple RBIs. Good for him. And one of the most beautiful things in sports is when the catcher and the pitcher are in sync together. I mean, I talk to, to Ray about this all the time. You know, Catfish Hunter is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. He wouldn't shake off. He just, what, what, what Ray called, he'd, he'd throw because he knew Ray knew what he was doing. And you get in that rhythm. I mean, did you see the rhythm today versus what Frankie Montas was like yesterday? Where you're pumping the strike zone, utilizing your fastball, and everything plays off your fastball. And I still, I think about it, rubs me wrong. I mean, Frankie is such, he's got so much talent. You're 3-2, first time in the order, and 3-2 and you're throwing a slider? And you got a 97-mile-an-hour fastball? Even got it up to 99 yesterday? That's your best pitch. Utilize your best pitch. And it's great to see Cole go eight innings and strike out eight. And the A's have been winning his starts. It's been great to see. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. Your phone call is coming up next. And if you're listening on a radio station, they're leaving us. Go to athletics.com slash A's cast. That's athletics.com slash A's cast. Or download the iHeartRadio app and you can listen there. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. Designer face masks, DIY haircuts, in a world full of things you never thought possible, here's one more. Now you can get the same high-quality insurance from Allstate, but at a new low rate. Drivers who switched and saved average $718. With Allstate, you can lower your rates, not your expectations. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Reported average annual savings from switching auto by new customers surveyed who saved with Allstate in 2019. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Not available in every state. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Farm Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Who have we all had a little trouble social distancing from? Here's a clue. About six feet tall, has handles, and is cold inside. That's right, our refrigerators. And our waistlines have suffered. However, Skechers would like to help you get back on track with our incredible Go Walk footwear. Because once you put on Skechers Go Walks, they're so comfortable you'll be inspired to get out there and start walking. Skechers is a comfort technology company, and Go Walks are fully loaded with all the comfort and performance innovations you need. They're incredibly lightweight and breathable with features like air-cooled Goga Mat insoles and bouncy foam bottoms for extra cushioning. And Go Walk footwear come in all the fits you love, like stretch fit, wide fit, relaxed fit, and arch fit with podiatrist certified arch support. Plus, you'll look great with so many stylish options to choose from, including easy slip-ons and comfy lace-ups. And they're even machine washable. It's time you distance yourself from that fridge. Get out there and start go walking. Find the number one walking footwear in the world, Skechers Go Walk for men and women at Skechers.com, a Skechers store, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Swings and drives one. Dead center. Back is Kane to the track. At the wall. Jumps. It is gone. Matt Olson turns around Josh Hader and walks off the Brewers in game one of a three-game series. You're listening to A's Cast. 
one pitch on the way. Is swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch in the A's have tied it up on a ninth inning grand slam by Steven Piscotti. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. All right, let's get out to the calls at 833-625-2278. Coach, what is shaking today? Tony, you got a lot of good topics going today. I'll, I'll throw one at you. For, uh, yeah, Jack Morris, 10 innings. How about Kenny Holtzman, 11 innings in the playoffs, complete game, 73 over Mike Cuellar, and Ray called that game. And, um, and, and all I, he threw was a fastball and a BP <laughs> fastball, and that was it. <laughs> And, you know, the thing I love about Kenny Holtzman, I've only got to interview him one time uh, when he was at the Coliseum, and he was he was so great. Um, but Kenny Holtzman was like, I, I do not want to be out here for a long time. I want this game to be over in two hours. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> Those A's teams, you know, I, you know when, when it, whenever anybody can – when it, I have people complain that I complain about the length of games. Those great A's teams – all those World Series, all those playoff games, it was two hours and 15 minutes, and they're gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh they, they got the ball and threw it. You know, yeah, Kenny Holzman was right. I mean, he, you were right on him. He got the ball, and he threw it. And Catfish worked quickly, and Raleigh worked quickly. But Blue Moon was a little slower than some of the rest. But nonetheless, I mean, they, those guys were – they were throwing strikes and winning games. <laughs> so I, I, I would, and you know what? I would have loved to cover that team because they were crazy. They were absolutely crazy. And they won games. Oh, oh. They were so good. <laughs> Charlie Finley, like you look back and you're like, Charlie, you only live once. You could have been the owner of the only team in the history of Major League Baseball to win, I don't know. I mean, the Yankees won five in a row. Could they have won more than that? Could they have won six, seven, eight in a row? Who knows? If you would have kept adding Maybe. to the team and uh. the the thing where Charlie was ahead of the game and no one even ever talks about it is those A's were high on base percentage teams. You know, before that was um, something that you know everyone really focused on with with Moneyball came. Up. Gene Tennis career on base percentage three eighty as a career. God, how much money would he make today? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and how much he would have made before. So, yeah, they, they were kind of ahead of the game before everyone really looked at on base percentage. You know, Billy North got on a lot, uh, Gene Tennis, uh, Reggie, and Sal Bando. Those guys were all high on base percentage, and they had great defense. So hey, but that's hey, not I, really why. I, I, have made, I have made the case, and I'll let you get your point in a second, but I've made the case. No, go for it. That – Raleigh Fingers could be the greatest reliever of all time because yeah. of the vo- not only the greatness, but it's the volume of the greatness that you didn't like Mariano Rivera doesn't even come close. Trevor Hoffman, none of those guys who are nine inning guys come close to the volume. You, th- you think what Raleigh would be worth today as a great closer, <laughs> but he's going two, three, maybe four innings and he's doing it all the time. He, I mean, he'd be worth so much money, he'd be a joke. You're, you're hey, right. hey, you're paying Liam Hendricks $54 million? What would you be paying Raleigh Fingers? A lot. <laughs> go ahead, Coach. So, well, let me let me go with that then, because that was one of the things. I was a little, I was so ticked at the game last night, I, I just had to turn it off as soon as it was over and not even think about baseball. Uh, Lutravino, 
he really was pitching great last night. I mean, he he understood the the importance of the game, and we had to win. We're on the road, and he's throwing twenty seven pitches, and they take him out. Like, what did they think was going to happen if he threw more than twenty seven pitches? You know, and they bring in Bert Smith. I mean, Bert Smith, he's a good pitcher. I mean, but he's not very effective this year. What, what did they really think is going to happen to Lou Trevino if he, if he threw that last inning and, and won the game? And that's like you, you mentioned about Raleigh. Yeah, they're not taking Raleigh out there, you know. So I don't know. What, what is the thinking that – because he threw the 27 pitches. Okay, so he finishes the game off, and he let's say he's throwing 50. He's going to take the day off today. He's going to have Monday off, and he can pitch Tuesday again. I don't know. What, what, what do you think is really the thought – process in a situation like that where you're you're talking about winning or losing the game well if you take him out then you have him available for today and that's what happened today you end up needing him in the very end <laughs> so that was like yeah, I, I see what you're saying it could go both ways you go hey we're gonna go with Lou as long as we can go and then he's going to be done on Sunday and then off day Monday, ready to go back on Tuesday. Or he gave us what he had, and now we'll still be able to use him on Sunday, and then he gets the day off on Monday. So it actually worked out since they used him today. Well, I, I, I guess it was the right decision. There's got to be more than just Lou Trevino. I mean, there has to be – I mean, they, they, it's, just, well, it, it's just a reality that they, they, they need help in the bullpen. But the reason yesterday was so hard is because Frankie only went five. Correct. Know? So yeah. then you're you're using all these pitchers, and they're, you know, the A's they they don't have guys that go two or three innings. They they kind of tried to put Lazardo in that role, and boy, he threw that one away. But so they have all these guys that go only one inning, and you get to the to extra innings, you don't have anyone left. You know, so who did they think was going to pitch? You know, it was going to be either Smith or maybe Acevedo. And those extra innings are hard because you're starting with that guy on second. You know, I mean, you're, you have to really have a guy that can come in and, and throw it by people. And that, that's why I would have gone with Lou one, one more inning. I don't know what would have happened. And then today, I mean, yeah, they brought him in, but they also could have let Cole Irvin go more than 100 pitches. <laughs> oh, you can't allow that to happen. I mean, you go more than 100 <laughs> pitches, you may never be able to throw a baseball again in your life. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's I mean, it's it, it literally watching the College World Series. Okay, yeah. this is college, and these are I mean, these are the best of the best. And a lot of these guys are getting drafted. You've got college pitchers who throw more innings in games than big league pitchers. Wrap yeah. your mind around these kids that are going number one. Uh, the kids out of Vanderbilt, Al Leiter's kid, and the Kumar, I think it's Kumar. These kids throw complete games in college. They're going to be number one draft picks, but then they're going to put them in the minor leagues and only allow them to go like four or five innings. <laughs> Wrap your mind around that. I can't. I mean, these are professional athletes, and they're big, strong men. You know, they can go more than 100 pitches. They could, Cole Irvin, they could have given him 15 more pitches at least. My goodness. And it, they weren't hitting him. You know, yeah, and then you know, Garris, uh, he's struggling. You know, he's he's just not up to that level. So, anyway, well, hey, that's, hey, that's why that that's why you saw in Tampa <laughs> this year that Tom Brady can only play three quarters, then they take him out because that's too many throws, and they're worried about how many times he's getting hit. 
right? Tom Brady didn't play the full game. Can't allow him to play. The, you can't give the running back 20-something carries a game because, I mean, it's like, it's like, what are we doing here, right? I mean, I, it, I it really know. is unbelievable how much everybody but, – but that's the thing, Coach, that's crazy to me is that you're going to draft these pitchers and you're going to pitch them less than what they were pitching before. It's, it's, yeah. And there's no science behind it. There's none. There's zero. There's not an orthopedic surgeon who would put his name on saying that you can only throw this amount of pitches. There's not one. It's just a made-up number. They just make it up out of – I mean, you can go overboard. You know, you can go overboard. Uh, you know, Billy Martin and, and Rick Langford and <laughs> – 28 complete games. Okay, I a, hear you a, with a, that. But being, like, but, but being like a pitcher said 89 <laughs> pitches, and I can't – I'm worried. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Coach, always appreciate the phone call. Okay, take care, Tony. Let's go to Vince and Lafayette. Vince, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Question. There's a pitcher in the minor leagues right now that played for the, um, the, the major league team as well. I'm trying to remember his name. He's down there right now pitching. He's doing pretty good. I was wondering, why don't they call him up into the bullpen? I know he's a starter right now. And, and you get a starter that can pitch, just think how valuable that would be. Because then you have, let's say, a guy goes six innings. Now I can bring that guy out, and he could go three. That means my bullpen doesn't even get up for that game. He could probably do that at least once or twice um, every five days, go three you know, innings. That would be, I think, a really smart thing to do to rest your bullpen. I'm trying to remember his name. He's a pretty good pitcher. Um, he's down there, and they were saying that he might get uh, called up if there was an injury. But I'm thinking, instead of trading for a, um, a starter, bring that guy up. And Because uh, Lorenzo was supposed to be that guy, and uh, he just stinks right now. He has to learn to pitch instead of just throw. But we need to, uh, get, if we bring up somebody like that, it's, that's good for three or four innings. And I could just bring him in in the sixth inning of a two, if my starter only goes six innings. He goes six through uh, seven through nine. He could do that at least once or twice every uh, five days. I'm resting my bullpen. What do, you, do you think that would be a good strategy? Well, I, I think the guy that we're going to be looking at is J.B. Wendelkin. J.B. Wendelkin, that's I think. It. That's it. Yeah, he yeah, went two it. innings, and they do that a couple times, and he comes back. He can give you some length. Um, and, yeah, that, that the, the guy that can get you to your closers become very valuable. If starters are not going to be allowed, I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying they're not allowed to go well over 100 pitches. So you're seeing guys that are out in the fifth or sixth inning. How do you get that to your closer? That guy, the bridge guy, or the bridge guy to the bridge guy has become very has become very important. And, yes, Puck has not thrown the ball well. Can't stay healthy. Lazardo gives up way too many home runs. So, they hopefully JB is going to come back. He's going to come back healthy, and that gives you another really good arm for Bob Melvin in the bullpen. And then that other closer was supposed to be our closer. I heard he's he might be coming back in a month or so. Is that true? The one that never pitched for us. Yeah, this year? Tr- Trevor Rosenthal. Yes, I mean that's you know knock on wood that he's going to be available at some point. And you know it would be. I mean I, I remember having him on when he signed on A's Cast Live and. He was so excited about playing on this team because he's like, hey, you know, he got traded from Kansas City to San Diego and had a shot in the playoffs last year with the Padres, and he felt like, hey, this is a team that's probably going to go to the playoffs and another shot at going for that ring. And 
for him to have that injury right before the start of the season at his age, it's scary and sad. So I really hope he does come back, and he'd be a huge boost. I mean, that's like adding a free agent right there. I mean, that's that, or I should say, that's like adding somebody at the trading deadline. And that's what I was thinking because if you get those two pitchers in our bullpen, I think we don't even have to make a deal then. On the, on the, because I mean, our shortstop is fine. I don't. I, I'm not. I mean, I wish we would have kept Simmons. You know, we didn't do that trade, but okay, we did it. Um, fine, but he's not like. Um, I don't think we need to replace our shortstop. I don't think any of our everyday players we need to worry about. It's just our bullpen. Even our stars are fine. I would just worry about our bullpen. And if we get, like like I said, if we could bring up those two arms, I think we'll be fine. I don't even know if you have to make a deal. And that's really what it boils down to. Cause, and I agree with you. I think um, starters should pitch longer. But, I mean, and, and that's another question I have for you. Does Bob Melvin make the call who starts, who's, who's in the infield, outfield, or is it somebody else above him that does that? And the second question is, does the catcher call the game, or is it somebody in the dugout? Okay, so on the first one, it's a collective group effort. And this is happening in every organization. The front office works with the manager, with the numbers, with the splits, and decides who plays and when they play. And then, yeah, uh, you know, kind of crazy. We had the story of Ben McDonald in his rookie year, who was, you know, the big first-round draft pick out of LSU years ago. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr. was calling his pitches from short. So it can go a lot of different ways, but just about everybody is between the pitchers and the catchers. I don't like it. I think Bob Melvin is a very smart manager. I think he's definitely smart enough to decide who to play and who not. I think it's ridiculous that they're doing that. I mean, I mean, I bet you the Giants manager, I wonder if he does that. And I wonder if Tony LaRusso, oh, if somebody's calling over him. There's no doubt. You know, Gabe Kapler does that. That's why he was hired, because he does that. Yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, Tony LaRusso, that'd be interesting, but um, I can tell you just about every manager in the big leagues, they work with the front office on everything. But you know what, though? That's just not that's just not baseball. I mean, think of Steve Kerr in the front office for the Golden State Warriors. I mean, guys playing time, who's starting, that was all a group group effort. And still is to this day. It's just not Steve Kerr saying, this is what I'm going to do. I mean, you're, you're seeing this in all the sports. So I know baseball fans are like, because everybody's used to that old school manager. You know, it's like a Tommy Lasorda or a Sparky Anderson. That doesn't exist anywhere in sports anymore. So it doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. Front offices are a big part of what's happening on the field, on the court, on the ice, it is what it is. it is what it is, and it's never going back. God, I hate that. I mean, I don't know. I, I look at Bob Melvin. He's a really smart manager. I really believe I You can't tell me if the phone died for whatever, you know, technology uh, disappeared for a day or something like that, the end of the world is coming. You don't think Bob Melvin could sit there and make a lineup card and decide with his gut who I'm pitching, when I'm going to pitch hit, I think he's capable of doing that. I think he's even capable of sitting in the dugout and letting the, the star go seven innings or eight innings. I mean, I think he's smart enough to do that. I, I just don't understand why they don't let him do that. I mean, Bob Melvin is a really brilliant guy, and you're telling me I have to hire people over his head 
because I, I don't think Bob Melvin's smart enough to play at second base, you know, going against this pitcher. I mean, I just think that's wrong. I, I, I really do. And I think a catcher, you tell me the catchers aren't smart enough to call the pitch. I mean, I just think that that would speed up the game. The catcher could just be, I mean, they got these cards on their, on their arms now, these pitchers and catchers, that they, you know, they have to look up every batter. I mean, could you imagine Ray Fossey doing that when he was um, playing for the A's uh, or Johnny Bench? I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. I just think catchers should be smart enough to call the game. Pitchers should be allowed to go longer, and managers should be able to decide who to put in the game. That's just my personal opinion. Well, I'm, tell- I'm telling you, Vince, you, you it's like, it's, Vince, it's like you're trying to get me fired, talking about going with your gut. You know baseball can't do that anymore. You trying to get me fired? Well, it's true. I mean, you telling me, I mean, when you watch the game, I don't understand. I mean, analytical, you know, and again, we talked about, like, where to position players. I really think that's backfiring. I mean, you could do that when there's nobody on base. But when there's guys on base, I think it's stupid. And I think you got to go with your gut. Because sometimes when you're sitting in a dugout and the guy's hot and you could tell, I don't need some guy in the front office to tell me I need to pitch hit for him because that might be pretty stupid. Like Kemp, for instance, he could be red hot. Or right now, um, um, our third baseman's getting red hot right now, Chapman. I mean, I'm not taking him out of the game to bring a pitch hitter in or something like that. I'm not doing it. I mean, I'm just going to go with my gut and say, this guy's hot right now. I'm not going righty-lefty. I could care less. If he's hot, I'm leaving him in there. And I just think that's what you need to do. Just like um, uh, you know, a pitcher. If a pitcher's, like, shutting him down and he, he just, like, struck out the, everybody for the sixth inning, I'm not taking him out. I'm leaving him in for the seventh inning. I don't care what your chart says. While the third time around the bat, he might not be as good. I'm sorry. He's killing it. I just think that's how you lose games like that. I just think it's stupid. And that's when a manager is at the game, seeing the stuff unfold in front of his eyes. you got to let him make the decision. And I just think I think that's wrong. I, I really do. And you tell me Steve Kerr is not smart enough to decide who to put in in the Warriors rotation. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying to let him decide who to draft or stuff. I mean, he should have input in it. But I think Steve Kerr could do the game. I think when you're having a hockey game, are you going to tell me I get a half and half an earpiece and tell me who I got to put in my line and when I got to have the guy jump over the ice and who, who's in, who's out? That's ridiculous. I, I don't know. That's why I hire managers. And all these years, for the last 100 years, these guys were smart enough to do it. In the last 10 years, they're not. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to get you fired, but I just think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, have, have, have a good have a good Sunday, Vince. Take care. Let's go to Roger in Berkeley. Roger, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Chris, did you really have somebody calling up your show and saying to move the L.A. Dodgers to San Diego? No, it was uh, the L.A. Dodgers to Vegas. To Vegas. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And then he was trying to say that San Diego has the best weather in the United States and it should be. But anyways. The point is, I mean, what? Are, what are, does he know that that's the number two franchise? They have the number two value in the entire league. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I I I, I, I squashed that pretty quick. That was pretty. Uh, that was pretty insane. <laughs> that's never gonna happen. Uh, I think the Dodgers will remain. If I had to bet, I think the Dodgers are gonna stay in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, I mean, and didn't the Chargers just move to L.A. from San Diego? So, I mean, it's like all these all these crazy theories and, and rants and raves on your 
and people talking about um, it should be old school and analytics driven. I mean, it's just the way of the future. I mean, it, it should be and could be is the one thing, but we know how these analytics departments run the show. And there and there are a lot of smart people. What I try and what I try and tell people is like, listen, it's a group effort. They're talking every day, and everybody's trying to do the same thing. They're trying to win games, and they're trying to take the numbers, and they're trying to take what they have with the manager. They work together. For some people, they just don't want to believe that this is happening. Like, they think that the, the manager is doing it all by himself. No, it is, it's a group think tank trying to do everything they can to win games on a daily basis. And if you have the right people, like the A's have had, with Billy Bean, David Force, and Bob Melvin, I, I mean, it's it, it, it's a great relationship, and they win a lot of games together. I don't know why people don't understand that. And these are huge. These are billion-dollar companies, multi-billion-dollar companies. You think they're going to hand the reins over to one man, to one individual? I mean, just somebody's ego alone, just an owner, like – Billy Bean, you know, he stepped down or stepped up to executive vice president and then elevated David Forrest. Otherwise, David Forrest would have gotten pinched and somebody else would have gotten him underneath us. You know, so you got it's a collaborative effort. Everybody, there's a lot of smart guys in that room. There's a lot of high paid guys that know a lot more than us just talking on the radio. You know what I mean? That got the inside scoop. So also the Giants print money, Chris, Captain Obvious statement of the day. The Giants absolutely print money. I was at the game on Friday. They're printing money for the whole area. Everybody's making money on parking, bars, restaurants, everything. Uh, our callers, we all know that. But it's just nice to see, you know, every so often during the year we get to play them. And it's nice to see, like, this is how it should be. you got people calling your show saying, keep the A's at the Coliseum site. Are you kidding me? You really want us to be bottom feeders or you want us to be some also-ran franchise? Do you not see what's going on across the bay? Do you not see how stuff is being run? This is huge. This is California. You're not running some small little operation. This is big time. This is the big leagues, and we're trying to get a ballpark and get some restaurants, get some community, get some money spent, get some big sponsorship deals. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous the disparity chris the income inequality the just the haves and the have-nots you know and we're not even we won't even reach to the top three or chicago cubs and yankees dodgers uh, uh boston red sox and giants we're not going to get to that top five plateau but we might get to 12 we might get to eight you know what i mean we need to be in that range and then we can be competitive we've been down at 29 and 30 with tampa bay and the marlins and it's getting ridiculous. You know, Bob, Bob Melvin does not run his club like a 29 or a 30. He runs his club like a top team, and yet we're not getting that collaborative effort. you got to get everything firing, all cylinders firing, Chris. And that, and last thing, like Chase Center, it hasn't gotten humming like Oracle Park because the team hasn't been great. If Chase Center had been there for the last five years of Oracle when they were making all those big runs, it would have been humming. It would have been making all this money, everybody – but they still have, so really they, the Oracle Park, the Giants Park, that's the number one in this area, you know. Roger, uh, you're right, and I've been very fortunate in my time to travel a lot and been around to all these different stadiums and these different ballparks, 
and the fact that our fan base, some of them still think plopping down a new ballpark on an asphalt parking lot is the way to go. And you're like, man, you just don't get it. You just don't get what all these other people have. You know, I, I mean, I mean, Dodger Stadium still is on a parking lot, um, different ball game. But if you look, just go around. Just look at what, you know, go to San Diego, go to Seattle. go. I mean, go to Wrigley Field, go to Boston, go to all these places where they, they have these – they have these neighborhoods that have been built up around these ballparks, and it's awesome. I remember going to a Twins game and walking from the hotel to the Twins. What hotel am I staying in where, where the A's are? Where's it? Where, 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 where? It, it, it drives me nuts that everybody talks about this site. I go, the place was built in 1966. Well, no one's built anything around it since 1966. What, I can walk across the street to the AMPM? I can go to Burger King. I can go to Denny's. I can go to the flea market. You've had since 1966 to build on this site. No one's done it, and no one's made it happen. And Major League Baseball has said, we don't want our team being there. And the A's want a better situation. Everybody, I mean, look at what, all you got to do is look 13 miles away and look at what Oracle Park did for that part of San Francisco. You have proof of what it will do 13 miles away, but yet I'll get people calling me, tweeting me, all this. We should stay at the Coliseum site. I just, it blows my mind. By the way, you don't think the Raiders are in a better situation? You don't think the Warriors are in a better situation? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I just want something no, to happen because I'm done talking about it. You know, Chris, you know Jack Murphy, Qualcomm was in the middle of nowhere. And what did that do? That that got that cost the city their team. Yeah, and can't tell me the Padres situation being in the gas lamp around all the steakhouses and seafood restaurants and places to go and 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 all the bars. It's awesome. Why wouldn't you want that? You want to just go to a asphalt parking lot? That that's and just... they're the only show in town now, and they're spending two hundred million on Tatis and all their parents. They're, they're figuring it out. They're saying, we're not just going to be this team that has no World Series is like the Seattle Mariners and the Texas Rangers. You know, we can go down the list of the big baseball fans. We know all the teams. And the San Diego Padres are figuring out how to do business. And, it's, it's you know, it's kind of cool to see, you know, just from a perspective of a fan, just from the Warriors' perspective, they're, they're upping their value. And I know – I know you got other stuff to talk about. A great show, Chris. Thanks so much for the for the time. And I love your back and forth with the callers. That's really what I listen for. Is you don't just take the call and then and then hang up on them. You know, some people get a little ranty and ravey and and talking too much, but uh, it's it's all about the conversation. Well, we built this show for you guys. That's what we've always uh, strived for. And thank you very much for the kind words. Yeah, the Padres. They gave Fernando Tatis a, a $330 million contract. They gave Manny Machado $300 million. Hosmer's making like $140 million. I mean, they're making money. I, I, I wish I could take all of you to all these different places around the country where they built these new ballparks, and it's awesome, and business and growth around it. And you can... You can you can throw the Coliseum site at me all day long about how great it is and 
how it's so easy to get. If it's so great, why has no one built anything since 1966? There hasn't been time to build restaurants and retail and uh, all the stuff that supposedly you could build there with the space. You've had since 1966. We're now in 2021. Coming up next, we'll hear from Bob Melvin after a great win for the Athletics over the San Francisco Giants 6-2 right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey A's fans, summer is finally here, and that means home improvement projects. Still thinking about replacing your old windows? Consider beautiful, energy-efficient windows from Milgard. Let our team of experts help you turn your house into your dream home. Explore the door and window showrooms at Ashby Lumber in Berkeley and Concord today. Use code word A's fan and receive a special discount on your beautiful, energy-efficient windows and patio doors by Milgard at Ashby Lumber. Learn more at ashbylumber.com or visit our stores in Berkeley and Concord. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. If the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that the easiest way for germs to get into your body is the nose. We all know how to wash our hands, but how do you clean your nose? For over 2 million Americans, the answer is Navage Nasal Care. Navage uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs that cause congestion, colds, and flu so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Better yet, Navage is all natural and drug-free. That's why one of America's top respiratory hospitals recommends nasal irrigation to stay healthy, explaining that bacteria and viruses thrive in warm and moist environments and that you can wash away those germs so they don't make your nose their home. Experience Navage at zero risk. Go to Navage.com, buy Navage, and use it for a month. If you're not delighted, return it for a full refund. There's nothing to lose and a lifetime of better breathing to gain. Also available at Target, Walgreens, CVS, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. In the front, we'll take out that tree, install a new fence. You're going to call 811, right? Isn't that just for excavators? No, dude. Calling 811 is for excavators, homeowners, contractors, anyone. Natural gas lines and other utilities can be buried anywhere. Call 811 two working days before any digging project to get all underground lines marked for free. Thanks, deep-voiced narrator. You're welcome, dude. Brought to you by Southwest Gas. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is a national brand with family-owned prices and service. You can shop at one of their Bay Area locations, and all stores are sanitized and safe. Or you can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland, and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. Ring Central is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's Ring Central time. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Communicate, collaborate, connect. No matter what's ahead, you count on family. And Northern California families count on Honda. Fuel efficient with high tech safety features like Honda Sensing and Apple CarPlay. Plus legendary dependability you can pass down from one generation to the next. Right now, get an exceptional deal on a new Accord at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Around here, people count on two things, family and Honda. 
Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get your color your way. We've made it easier than ever to try and buy color. Preview paint colors in your home with our Color Snap app. Then visit SWSamples.com to have color chips delivered to your door for free. Or order some peel and stick samples to try on your wall. When you're ready to paint, shop online or stop by your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store and get everything you need. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. In Urban Pros, it's swung on, driven to left center, long run for Bolt. He's going to get there, and he makes the catch. And that completes eight innings of shutout pitching for the A's lefty Cole Urban. And we go to the ninth, and it's 6-0 Athletics. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. And let's go to Andrea, my astrologer. I I'm sure you got some good news on Cole Irvin. Yes, and I also have good news for you for your colonoscopy. Oh, all right. That's I, I'm looking forward to that. Yes, Mercury's out of retrograde as of June 22nd, and that's really good timing because that's one thing you don't want to have to redo, like in the next few days if it doesn't, you know, get, go right the first time. Right. So good timing for Mercury out of retrograde to get the go-ahead on procedures. So uh, good luck with that. And, uh, yeah, Cole Irvin, that was really uh, very inspiring. Um, eight innings, eight strikeouts, uh, January 31st, 1994. So he's an Aquarius. Uh, Jupiter is going back from Pisces into Aquarius for a little bit, and that will be um, helpful for opportunities and um, success. And uh, that was really good. You know, the Battle of the Bay was pretty exciting the whole weekend, and it was uh you know, nice to see uh, the A's score a bunch of runs and some really good pitching. Yeah, then you just now need to return a favor when the Giants come to our ballpark. Yeah, what's at the end of uh, August? You know, I have no idea. I haven't really looked at the schedule. I can look here. Yeah, that's what I think. Hold on one second. Uh-huh. Loading the schedule. The next time we'll see the Giants will be August 20th, yeah, 21st, and 22nd. Yes, that's what I thought, yeah. So that'll be, you know, something nice to look forward to. It's just great, like Bob Melvin was saying, great to see all the fans in the stands and have the energy back. You know, it was really uh, very enlivening, and it was great to see the A's score a bunch of runs. The last inning got a little dicey. I think Irvin got tired and they took him out and had a couple of different relievers. But uh, all, 
all in all, it was an excellent win. Much needed. And and I think what you just said really means a lot. Just to have people back in the ballpark to see mm-hmm. all the different A's fans, Giants fans. Yeah. But we're all from the Bay Area, and to be back and to not have masks on and to be normal again uh, was great to see because other people in other parts of the country have been doing this for a while, mm-hmm. and it's and it's nice that we're finally doing it. We're going to do it this next homestand with the athletics. Oh, yeah, I think Tuesday. They have an off day tomorrow, right, and then Tuesday opens up to full capacity. Look forward to that. Yeah, cannot wait. Thank you for the phone call. Yes, thanks. Take good care and good luck. Thank you. All right, here is Bob Melvin with the media after this win. Start with Matt Kawahara. Hi, Bob. Uh, you've seen Irvin have some good outings. Uh, what was the most impressive thing about him today? Just real efficient, a lot of strikes, um, really good command of fastball both in and out. That usually is what makes him good, you know, enough change-ups, enough breaking balls to keep him off uh, the fastball. But when he pitches in, he pitches in for strikes, it opens up a way for him. Um, so pitched really well. Heck, if I, I, gave, I was going to give him the ninth, and uh, I was a little bit tired. If I knew that, he probably wouldn't have faced Forrest in the eighth, but I uh, did a great job regardless. Let's go to Martin Gallegos. Bob, um, especially against this Giants lineup that's usually pretty patient, I mean, how impressive was that? I think he's just the third pitcher to throw seven innings against them. Right, and it's all about getting ahead. You, you get ahead, now you force him to, to swing a little bit more. And, you know, maybe not at the first pitch, but um, and when you have some sink and you can, you know, you can, you can keep the ball in the strike zone and, and move both sides, you know, it's tough to get the barrel on it. So th- this, is probably, this is probably the best game he's pitched, especially against a really hot lineup at this point. Shana Rubin. Hey, Bob, uh, you guys put up six runs without recording an extra base hit. Uh, what do you think about what you were able to do offensively? Yeah, sometimes it's, it's funky here and you know, it looked like the ball wasn't carrying early on. And, and sometimes you feel like you have to, you know, stay up the middle and just string some hits together to, you know, to, to put some pressure on the other team. If you sit back and try to hit home runs all the time here, when the wind's swirling, sometimes it doesn't work that way. So, and, and it's good for us to be able to do that and, and win in different fashions because a lot of times when we win, uh, the home runs involved. Steve Berman. Uh, Sammy Long coming into this game had not allowed a single hit on his curveball. Was that something that you guys were focusing on and Darren talked to the guys about before this game about how, you know, that cur- just be prepared and certain counts for that curveball? Yeah, we knew he threw it a lot, um, but it's tough. If you haven't faced a guy, even if you, you're looking for it, sometimes you're not really sure how it's going to react. It may break a little bit more, might be a little bit sharper than you see on video. So uh, to me, the most impressive thing was being able to, to score a couple runs in the first. Um, you know, Chapman's hit was huge after a really tough loss last night to come back with the fire that they did today and score a couple runs in the first inning, kind of put that game away, and then we could just settle in and play our game. Let's finish up with Vern Glenn. Yeah, Bob, uh, kind of touching off what you just said, uh, I'm just curious, uh, how badly did you need this win today? Well, I mean, you know, we're, we're, what, not even 80 games into the season, and you're going to have some soft spots. We haven't played our best here recently, but going into an off day and, you know, all that's made, you know, the, the Bay Ridge rivalries, there's a little more to it. The last thing you want to do is be swept. 
Uh, I'm not saying it was the most important game in the world, but our guys came out with some fire. They were a little upset last night that we, we lost that game. So instead of coming out here a little bit timid after losing two, uh, they came out even more aggressive. Yeah, it's good to see. And, I mean, these numbers that we keep track of that are really simple. A score first, they're 35 and 12. A's have a starting pitcher go six innings. They're 28 and 14. Seven innings, 12 and 1. Eight innings, they're undefeated, 4 and 0. And then, of course, nine innings, which <laughs> they're 2 and 0 there. The longer your starter goes, the better chance you have at winning the game. There's no question. And Cole Irvin was fabulous. Eight innings, three hits, did not give up a run, struck out eight, only walked two. Here he is with the media. Let's start with Vern Glenn. Hi, Cole. Uh, first of all, uh, congratulations on looking like the second coming of Cy Young out there. Uh, just give us a sense of, uh, of your command. And uh, did, you feel, did you feel from the get-go that uh, you were in kind of, a, kind of a groove, kind of a zone with your pitches? Yeah, I mean, I gave myself a little bit of a, a breather this week um, in terms of mound work. I, I threw only like 10 pitches in my bull, bullpen session, but did a lot of dry work. And I was, I was really working on getting further down the mound about a, about a half foot length of mine. And it's really, it really showed up today because I was able to stay on top of the ball a lot more. The ball was coming out of my hand later and, and, uh, you know, command isn't necessarily something I, I, I worry about because that's what comes first when I pitch. Is that's always been first for me. And so just feeling that I could command the ball and, and the ball was coming out later than it normally does, um, it really just kind of gave me a sense of confidence. And then, you know, had a good changeup, had a good slider, and, and Aramis just called a great game. And I trusted him from the start. I told him, you know, in our bullpen before the game, I said, you know these guys, this is your old club. I trust you. And so we kind of went about that. And uh, there wasn't many shakes. As the game went on, there was a few more shakes. But early on, that was all AG. And that was all me just trying to hit my spot. Are you aware that only you and one other guy have gone at least eight innings against these guys this year? I was not, I was not aware. Uh, that's not something – that's not a stat that I normally look at. But uh, – that's, that's pretty unique and pretty interesting, and I'm curious about how many at-bats he had, too. Tina Rubin. Hey, Cole. Uh, you're generally pretty aggressive in the zone and, and with your basketball command. Uh, how important was that to have that today uh, against a lineup like this in particular? Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've looked at past video, and I've realized that I, I've been living in the zone a little too much, um, and not necessarily painting corners, but – I've been limiting the zone a little too much. And, and so I wanted to expand fastballs and fastball counts and, and expand pitches um, where, where I needed to. So that was another adjustment that I looked into this week. And um, it just, just one of those days where the, the, everything kind of came together and felt good. And I felt like the past three, four outings that I've just been, you know, super close from, from a, a quality start like this. And, um, you know, I'm chasing a feeling like this all year, and, and, that's, and that's what we always do as starters. And so uh, this feeling feels pretty good. Now I just want to go out and repeat it. Let's go to Matt Kawahara. 
Pickle. Uh, Bob said that he was actually thinking about uh, maybe giving you the ninth there, but that you were a little tired. Was that something that you had to tell him uh, that you were maybe a little gassed? Yeah, I, I was definitely amped up after the eighth. And then I come into the dugout, he goes, how you feeling? And I said, I'm good. And then I realized real quick that my legs were just not under me. And so I said, you know what? And I respect Bowmel so much. And, and so I, I just told him, honestly, like, I, as much as my mentality wants to go and I wanted to go, um, I trust our bullpen and, and I trust, you know, our offense. And there wasn't, you know, it was one inning. So I, I was pretty confident that they would get the job done and they did. And so that was just something that, I just had to be honest with them. I didn't want to let my adrenaline get the better of me, um, even though it might have paid off. Uh, we don't know, but I just I just wanted to be honest with him because you know he's been in this game so long, and I respect his opinions and I, and um, you know just just wanted to tell him honestly. How much bunching practice do you actually get? Were you pleased with the sack, uh, the squeeze? A lot of lot of practice. Eric Martins is a stud with us starting pitchers. He he handles us uh, pretty well, and and he had us on the velo machine with these softballs the other day, trying to bunt, and the ball was just taken off on us, and it was absolutely nuts. Like me, Manaya, and Frankie just could not handle it. It was it was tough, but he definitely just uh, you know challenged us, you know, in our routine i guess and and you know sean is definitely the better hitter right now so i and i respect that but i i give all credit to eric martins for sure steve berman hey cole uh, you took brief batting practice yesterday i noticed uh, in the beginning that your bunts actually went to the almost that exact same spot that you uh, bunted it to today was was that the plan and how hard was that pitch to bunt uh, I mean, with all the practice and the softballs that were moving out of control, I felt like that pitch was pretty easy to see um, just because of practice. Uh, you know, and coming from a National League team, when I was with the Phillies, we did a lot of hitting um, every day, bunting. So um, it's not foreign to me. And, and uh, being able to execute a bunt to the first base side is really ex extremely important. Um, a lot of the time, the third base their baseman's crashing. So um, when we put on the safety squeeze there, um, it was just get the ball to the, you know, try to get the ball as close to the line as possible and, and uh, do a job. And, and I, I want, I definitely wanted that RBI. I was definitely eager for it. Uh, if, if I wasn't button for it, I was going to be swinging for the fences for it, for sure. And uh, would you say this is the best game of your big league career? Uh, I, I would say it's it's up there. Um, I, I think my start against the Blue Jays was a little bit better, uh, a little bit more quality. Um, I, I felt, um, but in, in the end of the day, it's it's a baseball game. We won it. The team got another W in the win column, and and I'm pretty happy as long as the boys are happy. I brought them donuts today, so I think that helped. So it was it was it was good. It was a good day. Our team Gallegos. Hey, Cole. Um, being kind of your first introduction to the A's-Giants series, um, what do you think just the atmosphere for these three games, and especially today with, with you being on the mound? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I really enjoyed uh, this series in particular. I, I didn't know what to expect coming in. Um, never really watched the, uh, the Bay Bridge series, uh, maybe a little bit when I was really young, um, but I, it's never been something that I regularly watch. And Man, the fans brought it. It was a lot of fun, and, and whether it's your your opponent's uh, fan base or or ours, 
Uh, and it's nice that we're in the same area. Uh, you know, Oakland showed out. It was a lot of fun. And just it was just electric, you know, these these three games. And it felt like felt like baseball again. It felt like we were, you know, we were doing what we were meant to do. And and it's always good to have the fans back. And and I I will tell you, I was that eighth inning, I was riding riding the the energy of the of the fans for sure. We'll finish it up with Vern Glenn. Yeah, Cole, how about uh, getting one over on your first big league manager? What? And Gabe Kapler. Oh, I mean, Gabe's, Gabe's great. You know, he will always be the manager that first called me up. And, um, you know, he knew I could handle the bat a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I've always enjoyed Cap, and he's always, you know, treated me with, you know, a lot of respect and, and treated me like a man. And I've always appreciated that about him. And um, it was it was definitely fun to fun to compete against him. And he's, you know, he's he's doing really well. And you know, I hope that he continues this, his success. And um, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun to stay connected with him. You know, Gabe Kapler has gotten kind of a bad rap. You know, I've I've had him on my shows for years, and he is a smart guy. But in Philadelphia, it became that he's the total analytical guy. And but but you know what? For the most part, I'm happy for him. You know, last time we had him on, God, what was that? The winter meetings in San Diego. It's like he's he you know he's he he he's smart. And mix him with Farhan, and it's uh, the results. They are what they are. I mean, they're the first team in baseball with 50 wins. They're having a good year. But long way to go with the Dodgers and the Padres. Now it's time to see what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at at ashbylumber.com. All right, everybody. Take the day off. That's right. Take the day off tomorrow. But we will be back on Tuesday. A's Cast Live will be at 4 o'clock. At 540, we'll have A's Total Access. And then we'll have first pitch against the Texas Rangers at 640. A's with the win over at Oracle Park in San Francisco, 6-2. to two. We'll see you. All, and make sure you listen to A's Cast. If you still need your baseball fix, you got A's Cast running 24-7. We're here for you, but we'll see you on Tuesday right here on A's Cast. Thank you for listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Ooh, a fondue set. Now I need to find a coupon code. Not anymore, Susan. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Wait, instantly? It's called shopping smart, not hard. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer for free and let it do the work for you. Don't mind if I fondue. Ah, that's kind of cheesy. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. Progressive wants your pets to be their best selves, so we cover them in our auto policy. And we created this self-empowerment series just for them. You are lying paws up on the sofa. A human caresses the itchy spot behind your left ear as another human feeds you a slice of cheese. Your ancestors are wolves. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym... 
avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. The new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't. Because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. Looking to stay up to date on all things A's? Head over to athletics.com slash A's cast. That's athletics.com slash A's cast to listen to A's baseball and full 24-7 coverage of the A's only on A's cast. With a single click, you can stream great shows, live pre and post game coverage, and of course, all the great action of the A's this season. Head to athletics.com slash A's cast today. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Brantley going back at the track, right to the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. And the A's take a 1-0 lead. On the run back is Cannon to the wall. Jumps at the wall. He's got it. A Joe Rudy-type catch against the wall. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast on your device for access to exclusive A's content, including pre- and post-game for every game. Lariano going back at the track, right to the wall. He's there, and he makes a phenomenal catch. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's baseball.